For centuries, a specific continent has captured our imaginations. From historic first explorers of the 1800s to the bold scientists of today, we will continue to be captivated by the wonders held within the Antarctic icy plains. You're listening to the Mysterious Brew Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of the Mysteries of Antarctica. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Coach? Somewhere in North Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Next to Bigfoot. I don't know if it's next to... I swear to God I would love to see Bigfoot, but I've never seen him. We got a um, five-star review, I think, don't we? I don't think so. I think you sent me one. No. I think you did. No, we didn't. Well, we got two <laughs> new patrons. <laughs> we don't have a new five-star, man. We've got Mr. If you haven't given the five-star, you should probably do it. Yeah. We've got Mr. Jason Peace. Y'all will remember him. He did our awesome uh, sign. He did the burnt sign, which is at my house, and he's looking around right now trying to figure out where it's at. Now i got to bring I it. I can't see it. it. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. And we got Miss Dusty Rochelle at the $3 tier. Hopefully, besides Jason and Dusty, everyone has received their stickers. If you've not, drop us a line. And if you would like some stickers, we have three models that we could send you. Three for, t- three for, t- or four for, t- <laughs> is it, I'm trying to do the math in my head. We'll do four for 10 or they're $3 a piece. Yeah, it's a deal. Send, yeah, send us money, man. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's the ticket. That is the ticket. And breaking news: they found the zodiac, man. I saw. I, I, I sent you that. Yeah, I posted it on our uh, private group. I don't know, man. I'm. I'm. Are you a naysayer? I I don't want to say nay, but it's forming. I can see it on the lips. God, I just don't want to. I don't. You don't wanna, want it to be over, do you? I do, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty much it. I don't want it to be solved. How bad does Grave, whatever his name, look now that wrote that book? <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't see it being solved. Well, I think they're going. We'll see more. You know, with anything breaking, there'll be more evidence come out. But they, if y'all will remember our Rebecca Gould case, we yeah. Uh, we, we 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 were involved with one of the people that solved this case, and we're going to reach out to her. And if uh, Miss Jennifer, Jennifer Bucholtz, if you are listening, drop us a line. We would love to do an interview about how all of that played out, how you got involved. But anyway, she has some Facebook pages. She started a new case that she's working on. She's part of the I American mean, Military I mean, Institute that I mean, helped solve I this mean, case. I mean, God bless her because. I mean, we don't we don't do shit, and she's she's out there solving crimes, man. She solved the Zodiac, man. Not only did she help solve Rebecca Gould's case, she helped solve the Zodiac. That's insane. I know. I put it on her. You and I sit here and don't do shit. <laughs> she has a uh, Rebecca Gould Facebook page, and I put on there that she was the crime queen of the century. So right, some of ahead. the less <laughs> conspiratorial, mysterious circumstances are things that you can actually, they're actual wonders of the world. For the first one is called the Blood Falls, and most of you have probably seen it. Okay, first of all, you have to tell them what we're talking about. Okay. Bye-bye. You can't just jump into it and be like, the Blood Falls. We're talking about the mysteries of Antarctica. And what are we drinking? We are we going a, old we, school. We, we got a beer from right. Antarctica. <laughs> they brewed it themselves. Not really, but we're going old school. We're going sweet water. No. Bearded Iris's Homestyle. This is Bearded Iris's Homestyle PA. And if you are a old school <laughs> fan. You know we were in love with it. Yeah, you know, like seven, eight, nine, ten episodes, we, we were obsessed with this shit. And it's good. It's still good. It's still good. But it's still good. 
All right, so here we go. We are talking about Antarctica. And if you believe the flat earthers, there's not an Antarctica. It's just an ice wall at the end of South America. And Australia doesn't exist, so well, it I can't have, be down there either. <laughs> I hate to tell you, man, but I, I am a flat earther. You are? Yeah. Are you one of the ones that are all over the globe? Yeah, I'm one of the flat earthers all around the globe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Like, so say that again, slowly. but slowly. <laughs> so in Antarctica, some, what do you call them, geological or just natural... Features of Antarctica that we'll touch on. The first one is the Blood Falls. I just know there's penguins. In the McMurdo Dry Valley is a bright crimson five-story waterfall that pours out of Taylor Glacier into Lake Bonnie. Mm -hmm. It looks like you have gutted the Jolly Green Giant. Mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) But scientists (laughs) say they have figured out... Why it's blood red. Why? Tell me. It says the water that feeds Blood Falls was once a salty lake that is now cut off from the atmosphere due to the formation of the glaciers on the top of the lake. The water is preserved 400 meters underground and has has become even saltier over time. It's now three times saltier than seawater and cannot freeze. The salt water is so extremely rich in iron and completely devoid of oxygen and sunlight. So as the iron-rich water seep through a fissure in the glacier and come in contact with the air, the iron oxidizes and rusts. How's this a mystery, though? Thus staining the water a dark red color. I'm not. We ain't got the mysteries yet. These are natural phenomena. I well, wanted to touch on. I mean, Jack I'm Leg. just saying, people turn in for mysteries. And, we'll get there, and buddy. And this is not a geology podcast, you know. First three minutes is the last. Welcome to the mysterious geology podcast. <laughs> the last of the natural <laughs> phenomenons that I will discuss before we get into the mystery is the McMurdo Dry Valley, where said blood falls is yeah, at. That's what I was thinking. It is the largest desert in the world. That's hard to fathom. No, it isn't. Well, I mean, when people think of deserts, they think dry, hot, hot, arid places. But no, it doesn't have to be that way for it to be a desert. So it just has to have no precipitation. So 99% of Antarctica is covered in ice. That 1% is in the McMurdo Dry Valley, and it gets only... 50 millimeters of I rain annually. I don't believe you. It is extremely dry <laughs> and windy, and there are massive sand dunes that reach up to 70 meters high and 200 sand? meters wide. Sand? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Sand in Antarctica. Did I stutter? I've been working on my new tongue. <laughs> Breaking it in. I don't believe you, sir. Well, good. I hate it. to call it's you a liar, but you're a liar. Although you can't go sandboarding down these dunes. <laughs> They are an incredibly important site for researchers. The dry valleys have a similar climate to Mars, and scientists believe the region could hold the secrets to life on other planets. However, those sand dunes are moving and migrating at an average of one and a half meters per year. Scientists believe... And this We're American, is right. man. I have no idea how far that is. I don't know what a meter is. What's a fucking meter? It's just over four and a half feet. <laughs> Good God! You can't do math in your head. No, hell no. My my uh, my math teachers could attest to that. <laughs> so now to the mysteries. Oh, finally, the first one involves Mister Buzz Aldrin. I thought you were going to say Buzz Lightyear. Him too. Buzz went to Antarctica and had to be emergency evacuated due to a medical anomaly. He supposedly hmm. tweeted on his Twitter account when he got back, quote, we are all in danger, it is evil itself, and showed a picture of the Antarctic Pyramid. Then, mysteriously, hmm. the tweet was erased, and that turned into a conspiracy claim, uh, theory, cl- some claiming that it was never real. What the hell? That's not anywhere near the mysteries I thought you were going to talk about. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that. I got some more for you, bud. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, 
clearly you're the research guy. And I don't do shit. Now, the next one, supposedly. I mean, is he said we're all in danger. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is evil itself. That's oh, what he said. Wow. That is fucking crazy. Now, the next oddity is the Ark of Gabriel. Nah. Not the Ark of the Covenant, but Ark of Gabriel. Yeah, you're not going to put the Ark of Covenant down in Antarctica. I mean, it's just too cold. You know, you're not going to put the, something so important. So, <laughs> underneath, and I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but forgive me. Underneath the Majid <laughs> al Haram Mosque, which is the holiest place in Islam. The Majid al Haram they found Man, you did good. You did good. They found what looked like the legendary Ark of Gabriel. When they tried to remove it in September of 2015, there was a huge lightning or plasma emission that reportedly injured 107 victims. Thirteen days later, there was a second attempt to remove the Ark of Gabriel, which resulted in a much larger plasma emission, this time killing between 2,000 and 4,000 people, depending on what you read. The Saudi authorities blamed it on a stampede and the panic of a crowd. Although the injuries did not support this, and the witnesses described what made the people fall to the ground as being a huge electrical discharge, the emissaries from the Grand Mosque then reached out to the patriarch of the Russian Orthodox Church, Patriarch Kirill. It's unusual that Saudi Arabia would ally with Russia, but the Russian Orthodox Church was in possession of an ancient document known as Gabriel's Instructions to Muhammad. This may have had instructions on how to safely approach the Ark of Gabriel. So you may be asking yourself, self, <laughs> how does this fit in with Antarctica? Well, I'm 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 asking myself, what the fuck is the the Ark of Gabriel? But I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> in December of 2015, the Admiral Vladimir God, I, I got the, the Al Haram Mosque, but I can't get Vladimirsky. Dude, dude, you, I'm telling you, man, you're the best, reason why. Best, best, best. You're the reason best. why people tune in. You're right, man. To hear you, my cunning linguist. Yeah, you're a cunning linguist. So, Admiral Vladimirsky, a Russian Navy research. <laughs> All right, let's try this again. <laughs> so in December of 2015, the Admiral Vladimitsky, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, the commander of a Russian Navy research vessel, arrived in the Saudi port of Jediah. This mysterious meeting of Russia and Saudi Arabia was called a business trip by officials. Others say they were there to pick up the Ark of Gabriel and gave it sa safe transport to Antarctica. One thing is for certain. The but why? The Russian vessel that Admiral Vladimirsky was piloting mm -hmm. did go to Saudi Arabia's port of Jediah at the end of 2015 and then made a trip to Antarctica. It's difficult to find exactly what was loaded on the ship. One thing you should question, though, is the timing. Just after they find this object that many believe is the Ark of Gabriel is when this happens. So supposedly they find it, and then Saudi Arabia reaches out to Russia, and then just by happenstance, a research, a Russian research vessel comes into port and then goes to Antarctica. That's not fishy. No, it doesn't seem fishy. No. <laughs> now, keep in mind, Russia and Saudi Arabia do not get along worth a flip. Who gets along, who gets along with Saudi Arabia? Hmm. Unless it's us and we want that all. Arl. All. So to make things We're even, trying to get that all. To make things even more interesting, in February of 2016, the Patriarch Kirill of the Russian Orthodox Church met with Pope Francis in Cuba. Patriarch Kirill then left for Antarctica. Now, these two have never met before. The Pope is said to have given Kirill some sort of ancient manuscript. It's uncertain of the entirety of the material in the manuscript, but they absolutely did exchange documents. Then, mysteriously, he just happens to leave Cuba and head to Antarctica. 
It's interesting that the heads of the Russian Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Churches have not met in nearly a thousand years. Now they meet, and then Kirill goes to Antarctica. Coincidentally, this all happened right before Russia was in the port of Judiah. Between the Ark of the Covenant and the Ark of Gabriel, many believe it was the Ark of Gabriel that was most powerful of the two legendary ancient weapons. Wow. Man, this is some crazy stuff. No, your research has gone like, I didn't see any of this when I researched it, man. I'm on the dark web. I thought we were going to talk about Nazis. Oh, we're getting there, too. <laughs> I want to hit you with some obscure stuff first. Dude, this is crazy, man. This is I am blown away. And anyone listening that's like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> so we get into one of the more famer, famous ones. Famer. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... Admiral Byrd and Operation High Jump. That that I do know of, yes, sir. So Operation High Jump was an operation started in 1946 where the United States Navy sent 4,700 troops, 13 ships, and 33 aircraft to Antarctica. The official story is that they were going to Antarctica to establish, quote, Little America the Fourth. I don't know where Little America 2 and 3 are at. but I don't either. We might want to look into that. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth a Google. It's worth it. <laughs> Officially, the reason that they came back was because they encountered bad weather. Now, Task Force 68 included the troops and the ships and the aircraft that I just previously stated. And according to the unclassified documents out of the KGB when the USSR fell in 1991, the real reason was to destroy... Hidden Nazi bases is why they went down there. Uh, I, I I do think that the Nazis were more than active in Antarctica. Oh, I agree with you. Uh, I think it was like New Swabia land or yeah, something. New like, Swabia. Yeah, New Swabia. Yeah. But there was a lot of rumors that the units were attacked by UFOs piloted by the Nazis. I kill fifty men. But then in the in March or I'm sorry, on March fifth, nineteen forty seven, there was an edition of the El Mercurio newspaper of Santiago, Chile, and it quoted Admiral Byrd in an interview with Lee Van Alta, where Byrd stated that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defense measures against hostile regions. Byrd then stated that he didn't want to frighten anyone unduly but it was a bitter reality that in case of a new war, the continental United States would be attacked by flying objects which could fly from pole to pole at incredible speeds. Antarctica's <laughs> connection is also to the hollow earth, and they include Admiral Byrd's description of the South Pole. Byrd reportedly had a journal where he described a lush green area in the center of Antarctica with an entrance into the earth that held advanced beings. Very few people have ever been able to see this area. Even the satellite images are either whited or blacked out at this area where the opening is at. The reason they generally give for this is that satellites cannot fly directly over the poles because of the magnetism. The only problem with this is the true magnetic south is no longer anywhere near the blacked out areas. Hmm. That's my contribution. Hmm. <laughs> That's all I got, man. Now, I did find... I don't find, know. That's crazy. Now, this is even crazier. I did find a video, and it's hard to... I'll try to put it on our social media, but the the you, YouTube channel is... You really is won't. You won't do it. Dabu 77 You say you will, but you won't. It's D-A-H-B-O-O-7-7, and he has about a 10 or 12-minute video where he makes a convincing argument... And shows without a doubt the eyes of both Hurricane John and Hurricane Hector increasing in strength at the same time as a signal goes between the two hurricanes. Now, Hurricane Hector was in 2018 and was headed for Hawaii and grew unusually fast and strong in a part of the Pacific Ocean that doesn't generally strengthen hurricanes. The signal is coming from 
Antarctica, but is someone sending it to increase the veracity of said hurricane? He uses some kind of satellite map, and you can specifically see this is a radio signal coming off, and it no. is in... No, you can't. Yeah, you can. You no, you can't. You ain't even seen it, buddy. <laughs> you can't do it, man. It's impossible. Now, what's funny is in the video, it shows the center of each hurricane get bright on the water vapor. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. And then right after the signal passes, the hurricane strengthens. He tries to triangulate where the signal came from, and he says it's near the Antarctic Pyramid, which we will get into. But no, no, we won't. specifically, it's coming from Princess Elizabeth Station, which is operated by Belgium. Really? So they're trying to wipe out Hawaii because they eat too much chocolate? Or I mean, they like spam out there in Hawaii. They're they're really the world's most um, Cons- biggest consumer of spam. Yes, that's yeah, that that that's all I'm saying. Biggest. I couldn't think of that word. But you got which consumer, is, which is wrong. I should be able to think of biggest. <laughs> now we get into Antarctica's gravity anomaly. Ooh, yeah. Well. <laughs> In 2006, <laughs> NASA satellites detected a very large and unusual gravity anomaly deep underneath the ice of Antarctica. It's about 300 miles across, but even at that side, it's a m- size, it's a mystery how it can affect gravity. Now, this was found in part of Antarctica called Wilkes Land and is now known as the Wilkes Land Gravity Anomaly. The most common belief is that it was an asteroid twice the size of the asteroid that is blamed for wiping out the dinosaurs. If this I is miss the dinosaurs. They were so cute and lovable. I'm, I, I watched Jurassic Park, and I was like, man, they should still be around. Now, if this is true, it could be the asteroid that they believe caused the Permian-Triassic extinction that killed 96% of the life in the oceans and 70% of the vertebrate organisms that lived on land. Truth is, they really don't know what it is. This, for the time being, is only the best guess. There are a lot of other theories, such as an underground civilization of either fallen angels or aliens. There's even a popular theory... I'm going with aliens. That it's the entrance to the hollow earth. What do you think about the hollow earth? Do you believe it? It wouldn't surprise me. I, it wouldn't surprise me either. There's a video out there, and I I refuse to watch it because I'll get sucked in the rabbit hole. But there's a scientist that makes a extremely convincing argument that the makeup of the interior of the earth is not what we all learned in science. I would buy into that for sure. And it goes into, he touches on how it's like a layer of water. So there is kind of like another planet underneath. Mm-hmm. And it, he ties into the global floods and all that stuff. I mean, it's very, I watched a little bit and I was like, nope, nope, no, nope, I cannot lose six months of my life today. <laughs> 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 all right. So now we get into the famous Perry Reese map of Antarctica. Now, according to experts... Now, when we talk about the Paris map, I, I think... I'm just going to say it out... I'm just going to say it up front that... I think he was outlining South South America. But he has South America's tip right there. You sure? Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's... It's it's up for debate. It is. I, Let, I would let's agree, just say, yeah. Let's just say that. Now, according to experts... Ice in Antarctica suddenly appeared about 35 million years ago. 100 million years before that, the continent remained free of ice, and there's this huge thing about what that continent was called before it broke up and made Antarctica and Australia. But if ice appeared on the Antarctic continent that long ago, who on Earth could have created charts that depict the continent free of ice? Even after Antarctica moved to its current location, the now icy continent remained a subtropical heaven. But then, mysteriously, around 35 and a half million years ago, ice covered the continent in around... They're saying it took, them up, took it about 100,000 years to completely ice over. Now, experts agreed that this is, an, is not an overnight shift, but in geological terms, it is pretty quickly. With its 14 million square kilometers, 
Antarctica is the fifth largest continent on our planet, and in other words, it's twice the size of Australia. The existence... Australian doesn't exist, That's right. Though. I'm sorry. Now, I have a question for you on a sidebar. <laughs> so, did Britain stop sending the criminals to India and start sending them to Australia, or did they stop sending the criminals to Australia and then started sending them to India? I believe that they uh, stopped sending people to India and started sending them to Australia. But anyone that listens here from Australia can please let us know. Miss Cody Ryan. <laughs> but both of us, both you and I both know, because we're flat earthers, Right. we know that Australia doesn't exist. It's beyond the ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> now, the existence of countless maps like the Piri Reese map is seen by many as evidence that our ancestors knew the exact shape of our planet, its size, and were sophisticated enough to utilize spherical trigonometry and precise and elaborate mathematical calculations as if in the distance past thousands of years ago, maybe tens of thousands of years ago. Man, I can tell you're reading because you're using words that you don't really know how to pronounce. You don't even know those words. Spherical trigonometry. <laughs> I can tell you're reading off your notes. You're right. <laughs> now, the Perry Reese map shows something that should not have been possible for a map in the 1500s. You know, I don't even know if you know how to say map. I've been working on it. I told you I got a new tone. <laughs> now, the map was composed by Turkish Admiral Piri Reis, and it depicts Antarctica, which was only discovered between 1818 and 1820, free of ice. Mm -hmm. So if we only discovered Antarctica between 1818 and 1820, how do we have a map that dates back to the 1500s depicting that land free of ice? Now, author Graham Hancock explained the map perfectly when he wrote that it displays advanced mathematics in the map projection, and it incorporates highly accurate relative longitudes. The map itself incorporates numerous features that should not have existed in the 1500s, but it wasn't Admiral Perry Reese who mapped Antarctica. In fact, the Turkish admiral explained on the text written on his map how he produced it. According to the text, the Perry Reese map is not his own work, but a composition of around 20 other maps. Hmm. The only thing Perry Reese did was put them all together. Now, the ancient source maps used by Admiral Perry Reese have since been lost. It is worth mentioning that Charles Hapgood began studying the Perry Reese map in the middle of the 20th century and published the book Maps of the Ancient Sea Kings in 1966. Hapgood claims that this and other maps support a theory of global exploration by a pre-classical undiscovered civilization. He supports this with an analysis of the math of ancient maps and of their accuracy, which he says surpassed instrumentation available at the time of the map's drafting. Hapgood argued that owning, no, I'm sorry, that owing to the map being assembled from components, the Caribbean section was rotated nearly 90 degrees from the top of South America. He attributed this to either copying from a polar projection or to fit in the space available by hinging the map at the location and giving it an alternate north of which other examples are known in maps of the area or era. Some would say, no, it's just a coincidence. Maybe it's not even Antarctica. And that's fair, but why does the Haji Ahmed map exist? This ancient chart was created in 1559, and it shows incredibly accurate delineations of the western coast of North America and Antarctica. I have no answer for that. What is even more crazy is the fact that the ancient map shows a land bridge between Siberia and Alaska, indicating it originated from a time when the bridge was still present. Really? The Haji Ahmed map could also have been misinterpreted, but that goes to the Bolshe map. The Bolshe map was created by a French geographer by the name of Philippe Bolshe de la Nouvelle. <laughs> and it has two versions. <laughs> I am certain that is 100% accurate. I took French. Yeah, your your accent is... Spot on. Immaculate. Yeah. 
It's like I've lived there my whole life. Yeah, I mean, really. I would never know. I was I was born and raised up here. <laughs> that you were French. Now, one of the charts is believed. I, I thought you were from North Georgia, but turns out. He's French as he can a be. French, you're a Frenchman. So one of the charts is believed to accurately depict the ice-free coastline of Antarctica, while the other chart makes no mention of the continent. Many indicate that Bolshev was unaware of the existence of the icy continent and that his description was nothing more than a hypothesis. Mm. Now, there is yet another map called the Orontse Finet world map, which was created in 1534. Oh, yeah. And it displays features of Antarctica when the continent was not covered by ice. So if you discredit the Piri Reese, you're going to have to throw out all the others. I don't think you can discredit the Paris map. I really don't. I think he uh, he stumbled onto something that not many people can explain. Well, and I like the explanation that he composed his map out of other ancient maps that yeah. has, has been lost to time. No, I mean, I agree, but what maps did he use? Yeah, that's what I you would know, like to see. Like, now we're going to get into the fringe conspiracy theory <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of information thank, on those. Thank on God. Those, on because, these. I mean, people are... They're snoring. Yeah. People are like, where's the, where's the mystery here, man? So here's the mystery and the mayhem. Okay. Bring it. So in 2002, a California TV crew disappeared during an assignment to report ancient ruins under the ice. No shit. No shit. And they still have not been found. Are you? I'm not shitting you, sir. You are my favorite turd. I would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry if that laugh got really loud, but that's fucking funny. All right. So are you I I'm mean, serious. It's a heart attack. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm with you now. Now. I was I was snoo- thing, I was snoozing for a second, but here's the thing. I'm with you now. The TV station is called Atlantis TV. Atlantis? And they sent a team in hopes of discovering a lost civilization that they had been given coordinates to. Mm -hmm. They released a statement when they could not hear from their investigative team and said that a Navy SEAL team had been dispatched to help rescue the reporters. Supposedly, the SEALs found a tape and confiscated said tape along with the TV crew's belongings. Oh, come on now. Litigation between Come the TV station now. and the U.S. government is still ongoing with the station claiming that it is their property and cannot be withheld because the U.S. has no jurisdiction in Antarctica. I have to agree with them. There are legal papers out there. That That's... I don't know, man. Now, you are more than welcome to Google that. I just... My notes are so long right now, I just didn't It's have worth a Google. Yeah. <laughs> now, the uh, next oddity... Is and this is legit that NASA did have an operation called Ice Bridge where they were imaging the polar ice caps and it concluded after 11 years. But there are pictures from said imaging that shows what appears to be an ancient settlement lying at least 1.7 miles underneath the ice. Hmm. Now, two massive pyramids were found 10 miles inland with a third near the coastline clearly visible from the ocean. The the pyramid-shaped structures are located in the Ellsworth Mountains, which is a range more than 400 kilometers long, so it's no surprise there are rocky peaks cropping out of the ice. The peaks are clearly composed of rock, and it's a coincidence that this particular peak has that shape, according to Dr. Mitch Darcy, a geologist with the German Research Center for Geosciences in Potsdam. He sounds official. He does. And this is him saying, quote, It's not a complicated shape, so it's not a special coincidence either. By definition, it is a nunatak, which is simply a... a What? Nunatak. Nunatak? It's simply a peak of rock... Sticking out above a glacier or an ice sheet. This one has the shape of a pyramid, but that doesn't make it a human construction, end quote. Although it is very mysterious, 
because somebody on the internet said so. Pyramid-shaped peaks <laughs> are very common. Well, if it's on the internet... It must be true. You know it's true. Now, the Matterhorn in the Alps and Mount Ballenstender in Iceland are Perfect. You, notable perf- examples. You nailed it. Killed it. I killed it. <laughs> now, Google Earth is a conspiracy theorist dream because... There are many, many internet sleuths out there. One has been playing with Google Earth and found what looks to be either two large caves or two large entrances into the ice near the eastern coastline. Now, scientists claim that these are the results of ice caves and geological shifting. Others say, mm-mm, that's not it. Those are underground bases. But, yep, I agree. Created by the the Nazis or the U.S. government or maybe even some mysterious alien race. How could it not be Nazis, though? I mean, are we going to are we going to get into the Nazis? Yes, I told you that. Good. Please, God. God, let's get to the Nazis, man. Give me about another paragraph. <laughs> now, a 14-mile-long structure was found buried in the ice in 2012 on Google Earth. Some researchers claim that this is a secret facility, while others claim it to be a massive. UFO. Massive would be an understatement if it's 14 miles long. When viewed on Google Earth, the object has been distorted to keep prying eyes away. Hmm. It has been airbrushed. I don't believe it. Oh, well, I got pictures. <laughs> now, here's Coach's favorite part. There we go. Come on, baby. From 1938 to 1939, the Nazis <laughs> carried out the expedition called New Swabia Expedition. Yeah, they, yeah, I, I, I'm aware of that. Okay. The official explanation was the Nazis was there to repair and enlarge their whaling fleet along with testing new weapons in harsh climates. Man, that's not true. You're not buying that one? I'm not buying that at all. Now, conspiracy theorists claim that while exploring the area, the Nazis discovered a vast tunnel network and alien technology. The that s- is what I'm buying into. The same theorists claim that the SS leadership their scientists, and even Hitler himself escaped there. No, Hitler went to uh, Argentina. Yeah, hands down, that's been proven. Yeah. He, now, I, don't, you can't don't, convince don't me otherwise. Don't get me started. You can't convince me Hitler otherwise. Hitler escaped Argentina, and he fucking lived for, what, 40 years more than, yeah. We watched the... We watched, uh, uh, finding Hitler. Finding Hitler, yeah. And I guarantee you, man, he made it. Yeah, he did. Now, according to German records, months Bastard. after the official <laughs> surrender of Germany in 1945, U-boat 535 reached Antarctica from Kiel. Valentin de Gitterative? Kiel. Kiel? Where's that at? Germany. Kiel, Germany. K-E-I-L. K-E-I-L. You got a phone in your hand. Why do you keep asking questions? <laughs> I'm playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I forgot. Can't interrupt his games. Now, Valentin de Gitterev stated that he found, this is a new one for me, an underground object or a UGO using Google Earth. Mm. There is a picture that shows what appears to be four tanks in a line facing the underground object. There is what appears to be behind the object a gouge where said object, quote, crashed. Hmm. Now, the UGO was measured and shows that it is 204 feet wide and 40 feet tall. Jesus. That's a big one. That's a big, that's a big craft, man. And then the last, well, not the last thing, because you got your ninja. Don't you start with me. There was an image captured off the coast of Deception Island, and some say it is an Antarctica sea creature. There are theories out there that it is either a plesiosaur, the famed kraken, or even a gigantic squid attacking a pot of whales. Some even theorize that it's a UFO. Measurements of this object show it to be roughly 26 yards across and disturbing approximately 110 yards of ocean. 
what it is? No one knows. Hmm. So now we get into the ninjin. Coach's favorite word, the ninjin. Well, it's close to ninja. I mean, so it's a cool thing. But the ninjin is from Japanese folklore. It is an aquatic humanoid creature reported to inhabit the sub-Antarctic oceans. It's reportedly to be the size of a whale. And the artist description I saw, that thing, I would not want to see that on land. Oh, hell no. It's reportedly the size of a whale, but it has the exact same characteristics as a human. So the words no thank you come to mind when it comes to the ninja. It has been sighted several times off the coast of Antarctica. But I have... Um, you ain't got no dates to go with that. No, I'm, I'm waiting on you, bro. All right, I'm, I'm done moving. Go ahead. <laughs> well... I have really no no dates, no no um no sightings, no nothing. I just wanted to bring it up. Okay. So fuck it. All right. We brought it up. <laughs> if you if you're aware, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know that the coach does not do his research. So I just said fuck it, like bring up the ninja, you know? So there we go. There we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So going back a little bit and touching more on the Nazis, the alleged alien contact that the Germans had was due to an esoteric occult knowledge and advanced ET civilization. Yeah, I, I saw several things that um, uh, when people tried to colonize Antarctica that they were turned back from basically, you know, tall whites. The tall white aliens were like, hey, no, go away. And I would tell you, I would turn around. Yeah, for sure. Now, this all came about because of the secret society that Germany had called the Ananerbe. And they are responsible for founding and funding the Third Reich. One of the prominent members was the SS Hitler? Heinrich Himmler. Oh, was it Hitler? And Hitler. Was Hitler a member? Yes. He was a member of the Third Reich? Yes. <laughs> I know that's a shocker. They were all obsessed with the occult. They focused on trying to locate Atlantis. They sought to find ancient texts. They would raid libraries and artifacts all over the world, like in Tibet and India, as well as occupied libraries in Russia and Europe. The prize possession Hitler was looking for was the lost civilization of Atlantis, the Holy Grail, and the Holy Spear. And huh. that's why he annexed Austria, because yeah. he thought it was in... Yeah, I was going to say the Spear of Destiny. Yeah. Now, William Tompkins, a young American naval engineer during World War II, went public reporting that naval intelligence spies infiltrated behind German enemy lines reported that Hitler's war machine was being aided... <sighs> by alien space technology. It was Tompkins' task to utilize that information and the secrets he obtained so that America could develop their interstellar space propulsion program. Tompkins even maintains that several extraterrestrials masquerading as his secretaries in attractive blonde humanoid female form <laughs> were also members of the Nordic alien civilization, which provided him with crucial knowledge that facilitated progress and breakthroughs in early aerospace technology. He even documented his involvement in the Secret Space Program when he published a book entitled Selected by Extraterrestrials. He also corroborated the Nazi connection, establishing an underground German military base in Antarctica. We talked about New Swabia, but we'll get in a little bit more here. Nazis tried to claim Queen Maud Land, which is on the, if 
you're standing on the South Pole, it's kind of northeast on the coast. And they were using balloons and planes trying to map it out and establish 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 New Schwabenland or Station 211. They were guided uh, allegedly by alien assistants with mythical artifacts. The official purpose, of course, was they were trying to expand their whaling feet fleet feet. They got whaling feet. Whaling. They were trying to expand <laughs> their whaling fleet because they were running low on the Earl. Now, Anarchus Station 211 was where Germany supposedly created their UFOs, and that's where you get the artist rendition of the flying saucers with the three knobs on the bottom with the the German cross on it. There was a third right map that was recovered that supposedly depicts secret stat or secret passageways that enable German submarines to navigate into the continent itself. As early as 1943, Admiral Karl Donitz stated, quote, the German submarine fleet is proud of having built for the Führer in another part of the world a Shangri-La on land, an impregnable fortress, end quote. Now, another piece of evidence that the Nazis were actively engaged in something in Antarctica was that a British submarine torpedoed a German U-boat U-boat 859 in September of 1944 in the Straits of Malacca. 20 of the 67 crewmen survived. 30 years later, one of those survivors admitted that the sub was transporting mercury, which was later confirmed by divers. The most plausible explanation for a Nazi U-boat to be that far away from home carrying materials typically used as a fuel for aerospace propulsion indicates it was delivering critical cargo to Antarctica. And if you have followed any of the crazy Nazi theories, you'll know that supposedly the Diglaka was fueled by red mercury. I agree. The Nazi bell. But that's a different story. Now... We could go into that, but that would be a whole another new, yeah, episode. Be a whole new episode for sure. Now, another one of Heinrich Himmler's peculiar projects was his quest to create the perfect Aryan race, which allegedly was sending ten thousand of the purest Ukrainian women of German Slavic descent and twenty five hundred SS blue bloods from the Russian front to Antarctica in order to breed the future super race in their polar base and create the new city, New Berlin. When the Nazis realized that they would ultimately lose the war, as an escape, many U.S. or SS officers, party officials, engineers, scientists, all fled to Antarctica. After the war, the Americans were confounded to learn that thousands of German scientists were listed as dead or unaccounted for. There are over 250,000 German citizens whose whereabouts were unknown and over 100 submarines that were unaccounted for. Really? Yeah. I did not know about the 100 submarines, but... I mean, Operation Paperclip brought hundreds of Nazi scientists over to work work with us uh, developing the you know the atomic program. Now, getting back into... We, you know, don't, 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 don't you, sorry. Don't you dare <laughs> interrupt me. Please. Um, okay, go ahead. Let me have your knowledge, <laughs> coach. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so going back to the U-boat 530 that left Kiel, Germany. Ha, ha, ha. It's Kiel, Germany. <laughs> in April, now supposedly it had reached Antarctica in an operation called Valkyrie 2, where the crew was reported to have built ice huts encased in steel plates and unloaded Third Reich relics and valuables for storage. Completing its mission, the sub entered Argentine waters on July 10th to surrender to authorities. Five weeks later, U-boat 977 also turned them their crew in 
and there's conjecture that the sub had dropped off Adolf and Eva. They no. did drop them off in Argentina, not Antarctica. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think Ava made it then. I really do think that he killed Ava and then fled to Argentina. Yeah, because when they, there was an old History Channel episode where that skull fragment that the Russians had turned out to be female. Yeah. yeah I, I really do think that he killed Ava in the suicide pact and then he fled. But I have no doubt that Hitler made it to Argentina. There supposedly is a letter written in German, and it is by a U-boat 209 seaman that explains that Dr. Karl Hauschofer, a former German army general and political geographer, had given Unger's submarine captain Heinrich Broda detailed instructions and maps to navigate to specific coordinates in Antarctica that enabled them to enter underground caverns that then led to the hollow earth. Unger said the entire crew would remain there. The war records do list that U-Boat 209 is still missing. All right, so leading credence to secret Nazi military bases comes from Russian scientists that unearthed an abandoned Nazi base in the Arctic after German scientists apparently ate infected polar bear meat in 1942. What do you mean infected polar bear meat? I'm infected thinking... Infected with what? I don't know. The gangrene? I don't know. Probably spoiled. But if you're hungry... Oh, I'll eat... Oh, man, I'll eat a polar bear right now. If you give it to me. I don't have one. Come I, on, I, man. I've already used all mine this year. <laughs> now... <laughs> The base. You, don't, you don't have a polar bear right now? Mm. Come on, man. I got an order in. I'll let you have some. If any of our listeners from Arkansas have polar bear meat, please. Why do they got to be from Arkansas? Why can't they be from Alaska? Well, I mean, we got... I mean, 8,000 of just, our listeners are in the, state, that, the Diamond State. Yeah. 50 of our 53 listeners are from Arkansas, man. So I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just going with... Uh, I'm 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 going with the odds, man. Okay, I got you. <laughs> now the German scientists were likely part of the Third Reich's treasure finders research team. A Russian study found a massive golden swastika over a hundred meters wide and long that lays thirteen thousand one hundred feet deep at the bottom of the largest Antarctic freshwater lake, the size of Lake Ontario, under miles. Of- Ontario. 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 But, well, I mean, whatever, man. You, you, you pronounce shit any way you want to. The waters of Lake Vostok <laughs> are believed to have been untouched for 20 million years rather than attribute the swastika to the Nazis and their nearby underwater subterranean caves and bases. The swastika is far more likely linked to ancient religious symbol of for peace. So the last thing we'll get into is more of the underground base things. Now, a detailed autobiography supposedly (laughs) was written in 2008 in an unpublished book entitled The New Berlin Base, Nazis in Antarctica, addressing the harrowing life of a young slave apparently born into a family of workers at a subterranean alien base. This anonymous writer describes how he was allegedly trapped in an old German ET underground Antarctic base that he claims is still operating today. Two decades ago, the author apparently managed to escape at the age of 15. He found himself regaining consciousness outside the only life he knew inside the earth in a mountain area of Tajikistan and eventually by train made his way to Germany. When he spoke of his traumatic experience growing up inside the underground base, he was diagnosed with mental illness and eventually had to bury his past and lie to authorities in order to extricate himself from the mental institute. He refuses to go public other than using his writing as a confessional and a form of self-therapy. According to this author, the base has since been taken over by humans. The technology at the base is purported to be years ahead of our current known level of technology. He spoke of daily work tasks like remote viewing and planting thoughts in others' heads. 
A final chapter reveals complex mathematics and physics formulas that were subsequently checked out and validated by an experienced physicist, but conceivably could be simply copied. Whether the traumatic and cruel experiences written about living inside the underground base are true or not, you cannot be absolutely sure. As with all accounts, the reader must decide if it's disinformation or if it's truth. Perhaps the biggest lie that's been perpetuated is that there is not an advanced civilization under the Antarctic ice. Hmm. So we could keep going for like, I don't know, a hundred more hours, but... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we, we haven't even really scratched the surface. No, supposedly President Clinton in 1999 visited a deep freeze Antarctic base in Christchurch, New Zealand. In 2004, Spain's King Carlos traveled to Antarctica. Prince Harry, there are pictures of Prince Harry and Prince William doing uh, Antarctic expeditions. And then we talked about the Ark of Gabriel and supposedly... In Mar- I mean, we talked about it, but you never really uh, explained what it was. Supposedly in 2016, <laughs> President Obama also visited it. Okay, just keep moving. <laughs> so, I will get into it. All right, so legend tells the Archangel Gabriel, <laughs> who told the Virgin Mary she would give birth to Jesus and dictated the Quran to the Prophet Muhammad also entrusted an ark or box of immense power to the founder of the Muslim faith. He was a busy dude. Muhammad was told to bury the ark in a shrine at a place of worship for it to be brought out as the end of the world approaches. And this is where we got into the ark of Gabriel. Well, all right. And now it all makes sense. Here's a little conspiracy theory for you. Mm -hmm. Supposedly... The Saudi Arabian family that financed the dig to get said ark was Osama bin Laden's family. So, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our crazy-ass episode on Antarctica. I'm still confused. There's so much going on down there, but supposedly you can't, like, the average citizen cannot get down there. You have to, like, file paperwork to go visit a station and then you're only allowed to go certain... Yeah, I mean, you can only go to the research station. And then supposedly Air Force pilots are told not to fly in certain areas when they are traversing the southern pole. So there's a lot of information out there if you <laughs> wanted to jump into it. Yeah. I get you. I get you, man. All right, so recommendations? Uh, well, my recommendation is... uh three-part documentary series. Good Lord. The first one is, if you get on Tubi, uh, T-U-B-I, I believe it is, it's free. It's a free app that gives you so many shows and movies for free, but get on there and uh, look at uh, Sir No Face is the first one, and then uh, look at Two-Face the Gray. And then I think the third one's called Phantom Rider. Good Lord, those those documentaries are insane. They start off as a, a ghost documentary, but then trail off into maybe it was aliens. <gasps> aliens? Aliens. So, yeah, look into that, man. That shit is fucking crazy. So, yeah, Sir No Face... Two Face the Al- the Gray, and then Phantom Rider. Mine is a very lengthy. Nope. YouTube video. Nope. You're not allowed. And it is <laughs> basically a weaving of oh, the paranormal. Good. Oh, good lord! And Bigfoot. Paranormal and Bigfoot. It's called the Current River. It's on YouTube. It's What's called the Killing Field. The Current River is the. Uh, the username? No, the channel is Sasquatch Theory. I'm looking that shit up right now. 
And supposedly this guy has... As we speak. ...a lot of weird stuff going on in his uh, on his property. So it is called, once again, Paranormal Bigfoot Activity, The Killing Field. It would help if I knew how to spell Sasquatch, Sasquatch or Theory. <laughs> <laughs> well... You got anything else there, Slappy? I sure don't, man. It was a, a very confusing episode. I don't know if we covered anything, honestly. We covered a bunch, but we don't know if we said anything. <laughs> well, people, deuces. <laughs>